Attention bourbon lovers, are you ready for a taste sensation like no other? Old Raleigh Distillery, recently awarded Best Micro Distillery in the U.S., invites you to experience the art of whiskey blending firsthand. Located just east of Raleigh in downtown Zebulon, the distillery specializes in premium, micro-batch bourbon, and limited-release whiskeys. Visit the tasting room Tuesday through Sunday to savor a wide variety of whiskeys, specialty cocktails, wine, and beer. And don't miss a chance to peek behind the curtain with a tour of the blending operation every Saturday and Sunday at 1 and 2 p.m. For more information and to plan your visit, visit OldRaleighDistillery.com. Follow on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube at Old Raleigh Distillery for exclusive updates and behind-the-scenes content. Old Raleigh Distillery, where every sip tells a story. And it just feels, like, uplifting. It does. And so you could see how having more plants around your space. I mean, because when I walk in there, it feels like an oasis. I mean, think about that. In a pandemic, how popular do you have to be or how successful to, to really be in the market with something that people want? That's a sign that this is not going away, that this is not some here-today-gone-tomorrow trend. You're listening to Office Talk with Raleigh Magazine. I'm host Gina Stevens. You may know Raleigh Magazine, but what you may not know is how we get our stories. It's all inside baseball, from living our lives and having conversations in our city. You'd be surprised what people will tell us. So this podcast is where we give you inside access to the behind the scenes scoop, things that were too hot to print or too much to fit in the magazine. Basically what's left on the editing room floor. Before we dive into today's episode, we want to take a moment to recognize all of you who are sending us messages about the show, and especially those who are leaving reviews. We truly appreciate it. Our Apple Podcast Review of the Week comes from Jarrett Bobby Ferguson. So much fun to listen to. Had no idea that I was breaking the law, lol, and learning about different Raleigh businesses and how they are navigating through the current climate was so interesting. Keep it going. Thanks, Jarrett. If you want to have your review read on our podcast, head to Apple Podcasts and write us a review. With me today is Editor-in-Chief Melissa Hausam, and we're talking about houseplants. Yes, I said houseplants. Over the last two years, there's been an epic rise in houseplant interest, spawning hashtags, over 500 million TikTok videos, Facebook groups, even a plant support group, and a lucky us, an increase in plant stores in Raleigh. Melissa, thanks for joining me. And all the research, what and who is driving this leafy love? Well, if you couldn't guess it, it's those millennials. And we'll, we'll give a shout out to Gen Z a little bit too. But this all started with something so millennial. So we saw that there was a new truck in town. And instead of a food truck, it was a houseplant truck. This is probably about, God, like 14 months ago or something, last April maybe. It was called Houseplant Hippie. And we couldn't find it anywhere. We were very excited to break it. Um, it is run by a woman named Kaylin Leggett, who we later found out is the daughter of the Lo- of Leslie Logan, of the Logan family, of Logan's fame. So I ended up interviewing her. Uh, she was literally on a tractor on the farm while I was interviewing her. It was fantastic. We broke that story. It went viral around town, and we realized we were kind of on to something. And, like, what was this obsession, not just with her truck, but— and plant, it was really more about the plants. And it was, you know, a growing obsession. Couldn't help myself. <laughs> she's got lots of puns. Beware. Warning right now. She's got every pun yeah, you can think of today. about digging and plants. But but seriously, I mean, my um, my 20-year-old daughter, Hayden, um, 
is obsessed. She couldn't keep a cactus alive when she was in high school, and suddenly her apartment is covered in exotic, unique houseplants. And, you know, she's done all the homework, and she's looking for exotics. I buy big, healthy plants that are already look like I can't kill them, and she's buying the tiny little plant that, because she's a broke college kid, of course, but also because she wants to grow it. She wants to nurture it. She knows all the real names of her plants. I couldn't tell you the name of a plant in my house. Um, (laughs) I buy based on the look of the plant, and she's all about uniqueness. And speaking of names, that was another thing that was happening. I saw on this late-night interview, somebody famous, was a millennial, though, was talking about how they had names for all their plants. And around that same time, you actually also went to a sip-and-shop situation in Raleigh that had gone viral. This was another thing that came from my 20-year-old. She called me one night, and she goes, have you ever been to Atlantic Garden Center? And I'm like, "Uh, yeah, Yeah. (laughs) every orchid in my house is from there or was. And she said, well, they've got the coolest bartender, and he dances and entertains. And I'm like, what? And she's like, yeah, there is a new bar. And the bartender's TikTok videos have gone crazy. Um, They have a huge following. And, And, I mean, I get it, right? If you're taking somebody with you who's maybe not into plants, they can sit and have a beer. They've got taps. And the bartender is quite entertaining and pretty knowledgeable for understanding about plants. It's a pretty smart move. Oh, yeah. I mean, and for it to go viral on TikTok, and when you brought that to us, I was like, I had no idea this existed. And really, you know, shout out to Hayden, because a lot of this is her bringing her passion for plants to us and, well, to you specifically, and us starting to kind of dig around into that. She also ended up being the inspiration for a column that we've done ever since. So, so the broad in broad terms, we did a big plant feature last September, and we dug into— I seriously can't help myself. We dug into the plant craze, the millennials, what was driving it, that plants aren't new, obviously, but there was, they told us at Homewood, for example, that they had a 70% increase in sales in 2021. And and, and I I think part of it, I mean, a significant portion of it is the Gen Z millennials, but there's also that part where we were home for a solid year and a half, and you've got all this time on your hands and you're looking around thinking, what can I do? And people turn to gardening, and they yep. maybe got rid of their artificial plants or and, and really tried their hand at it. Yeah, those hashtags that were going viral that they were attributing some of that to, what, one of them was urban jungle. And, I mean, we were just stuck at home, right? So how do I make this home more beautiful? And now I'm going to talk to my plants and name them. But out of this big feature we did in September where we looked at these— trends. And then we also looked at, you know, Houseplant Hippie and a couple others that were cropping up. One of the plant shop owners we talked to, Anna Grace Fitzgerald, recommended this plant pundit column that we now do. And so when I brought her pitch to you guys, you were like, this is fantastic. Hayden's always coming up with all these questions. And so while shout out to Anna Grace for the idea, it really was us knowing how many questions there were, you know, behind driving this that that could really help the community and like, you know, people would be really interested in. So Hayden was our first <laughs> guest questioner. Yeah, she was. And and well, and I joked that she came home and watched me water my my plants with a pitcher pouring water in the top. And she goes, stop, you're killing your plants. And I'm like, what? I've been watering plants this way for 30 years. Your grandmother waters plants that way. And she goes, no, what? you take a big dish, you put, you know, two inches of water and you sit the plant in it so that the water can soak up through the roots. 
And she's like, Mom, you should know this. No wonder your plants are dying. And oh my gosh. So that <laughs> was the that's the question <laughs> that we asked. The first one about watering plants was, yep. is that and she was right and I was wrong. I admit when I sent Anna Grace that question, I felt like I was it scared was to send it. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Hayden. But I was like, is she going to be like, no, dummy. No one waters their plants from the bottom. So then we really knew we were on to something because here Anna Grace comes back with these, the Hayden was right, yeah, yeah. And she comes back with these great tips of how to do it. And we're like, oh, well, we've got questions for days now. Um, so we've had some great ones since then. Oh, we have. I mean, everything from about dirt. Um, the latest thing, not that this is about my 20-year-old, but she is a <laughs> prime example of what's going on, I think. Um She's on her way to vet school, we hope, and so all of a sudden she's concerned that the plants that she has in her house, half of them are toxic to a dog. So guess who's getting those toxic plants coming to her house? And she's buying new plants that she's sure aren't dangerous to the animals that are going to be in her house. I mean— this Yeah, that happened to me, too. So my best friend um, lost her Frenchie, and it was very sad. And I got her a peace lily. This is last summer. I got her a peace lily, you know. And then they decided not long after to rescue, you know, as a way to heal. And I'm this, the, um, I told the guy at Fallon's why I was getting the peace lily. So he upgraded it. This massive peace lily that had to live on the floor. So now here they are rescuing a new Frenchie. And she's like, Melissa— you know, these are toxic to dogs, and now I have this big-ass peace lily that I'm not going to be able like, where am I going to put it? I had no idea, though. I mean, I've only ever had peace lilies that can go on plant stands, though. I've never had mammoth ones, but— I didn't even know they were toxic. I didn't know that either. So, and I hope that I'm right. I didn't fact-check that. But, I mean, apparently it's a concern that these plants are— a local icon since 1949 and where Raleigh comes to celebrate, savor, and enjoy— Village District is celebrating 75 years of tradition and taste. You can join the celebration for their 75th anniversary on Saturday, April 20th from 3 to 8 p.m. on Woodburn Road. Enjoy live music, pop-ups, a kid-friendly area, and the launch of their Village 75 beer, exclusively brewed by Standard Beer and Food. For more event details and other Village District happenings, you can follow Village District on Instagram at shopvillagedistrict, Visit their website at shopvillagedistrict.com or sign up to receive texts by texting the word village to 919-701-0202. So, but I mean, I think that this column has really given us a lot to unearth. I, just, I, just can't, I can't stop. Oh my and, God. Okay. <laughs> it's going to be annoyed. But you and, know, if you um, think back, I mean, when I moved back to Raleigh, Really, Homewood Nursery, Logan's, and Atlantic Garden Center were really—I mean, obviously, there was a Lowe's and a Home Depot, but those were your plant people. That's where you went for everything from what was outside to inside to your Christmas trees. And and now, part of this story was for us, these little boutiques, like— I like to say they're comparable to a shoe boutique. I mean, it's they've got the exotics and the cool plants— and with it comes this education, and they've each specialized. Mm -hmm. Hayden took me to Urban Pothos, which she had already researched, and that's the one that's where she wanted to go. And I walked in, and I was astounded. I their pot selection was really cool, but it was also the knowledge. And I have a, I bought a plant, and it is surviving. I'm happy to say, 
but it needs to be repotted, and I don't really know how to do it. I've got all these little babies growing off of it. And they told me, bring it back in. We'll teach you and show you how to repot it, or we'll do it for you. That is really one of the cool services that they're all they're all offering unique things beyond just, hey, we have plants. And it's, a, it's part of a culture and part of an education. And like you said, the landscape's really changing. I mean, growing up here um, over the years, you had, like you said, Logan's, Homewood, and Atlanta Garden. And so to have these three, which we've kind of touched on, um, Houseplant Hippie, the truck, and then, of course, Urban Pothos you just mentioned, which is on P Street. And then we have Copperline, which when we covered it in September— uh, Anna Grace's Copperline Plant Company was a greenhouse in her parents' backyard. She's from Raleigh, but she had moved away and moved back. So had Kaylin. Kaylin was dancing in New York, came back home from the pandemic for the pandemic. So these are all that's the houseplant hippie. Houseplant hippie, right? So these are all sprouting up in the pandemic. And so Kaylin comes back, does the truck. Anna Grace comes back and does a greenhouse in her parents' backyard that became so popular that last month she opened a brick and mortar in City Market. I mean, think about that. How in a pandemic. How popular do you have to be or how successful to open, to, to really be in the market with something that people want, to be able to open a brick and mortar in the pandemic? Or for Jose to expand. Right. He's already doubled the size of his shop that he opened during the pandemic. And so, I mean, that's a sign that this is not going away, that this is not some here today, gone tomorrow trend. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's definitely onto something like millennials might have th- thought that they invented it, but these things have been around for a long time. And I think you really tapped into something about like what plants give to us in terms of just like being able to be surrounded by beauty. Um, also, when we did the research, there was a lot of psychological essays about the calming effects of plants and how they reduce stress. Clearly, that's something we all need right now. And so... Well, and, and it does, you can see the connection with um, the younger generations. I mean, they are probably more caught up in the sustainability and, you know, living a greener, healthier life. And, and mm-hmm. so it's a natural extension of sort of what they're living right now. Right. And then they want to pay it forward, like you mentioned, with consultations and workshops and classes. I know Houseplant Hibby has greenhouse happy hours and— I know Anna Grace has been a part of First Friday um, already with Cop- with Copperline. So I think that they all have something really unique to offer. And I think that Houseplant Hippie is still doing pop-ups too. Um, and so that's definitely a, a website worth following since that's a truck. So you can kind of like see where it is and what she's doing. Are you a plant person? So I remember us talking about like how there's plants you can't kill and the ones y'all named, I've killed them. So I'm going to say I love them, but... I'm not, I'm not a green thumb. No. I'm gonna say the one that's on your desk at work. I water. <laughs> don't, don't, don't. I water weekly when it starts to look like it's dying. I'm not sure she's ever poured water in it. And no, I, I pour do. it from the top. I don't pour it from. Or bring it up through the bottom. I have certainly broadened my horizons on plants with the involvement of Hayden. But I, I mean, I, I have a couple of spots in my house which are perfect light to grow things, and I have attached myself to plants that I have not killed, that will Ooh. sustain, that I've had for years. Um, but it's, but it, for me, it's, I think they're the hardy, there's nothing exotic about them. They just fill a spot and the sun hits them. Yeah, I got some aloe because I read that it was hard to kill and it's really good allergen reducer, but I killed her. So, but look, I also have like seven lilies sprouting out of my peace lily right now. So not all hope is lost. I think it's just a matter of finding the right light and the right routine, um, which is really what those columns are about, too. Sure. You know, pandemic was hell for most of us, not 
anything we ever want to live, and we're all proud that we survived and thrived through it. But I think there were so many hobbies, the number of people who are cooking and taking cooking classes mm-hmm. and bartending at home. And there have just been so many things that have been born out of the that 12 to 18 months that we were stuck at home. It's so true because I think while we're at home, you have plants and then you have pets, which we're actually going to cover in our June issue. And those are two sectors, you know, if you want to make this business, which you love, those are two sectors that really exploded during the pandemic. And those are things you can nurture and like fulfill you in a a dark time, if we're being honest. And you're stuck at home, right? So you have more time to give to those things. And then brunch is another one. And that's really an emergence out of the pandemic. So they're all very relevant to each other, you know, because during the pandemic, you're drinking at home. And now we're looking at, like, the emergence of social districts, another thing we talk about in the June issue that we have some updates on, by the way. So it's just interesting how much all the pandemic changed culture in so many ways, how we buy things, how we live, what we're interested in, how we spend our time. And I think I'm safe to say that I don't, I can't speak to Copperline. You probably can. But both, both Urban Pothos and the hippie, <laughs> hippie bus, as I like to call it, um, houseplant hippie, were born out of people who couldn't do the jobs and the professions that they were doing in other places. And so they moved back to Raleigh to launch something that's been super successful. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Kaylin's dream, the houseplant hippie, was um, she calls herself a houseplant fangirl. So she's born with a green thumb, right? right. I mean, she's a Logan. And, um, you know, she was in New York living her dream and dancing. And the pandemic shuts all that down. But, I mean, talking about turning something in, turning something around and pivoting, um, I mean, to come home and have this kind of success. And same with Anna Grace. You know, she was in— Pennsylvania living a completely different life and you know the pandemic happens and she makes a choice to come home and now copper line exists and it's just it's incredible to see these things emerge. Well and a little hint here we are working with uh, the team at Logan's. I can't believe if you've lived here any length of time that you haven't been to Logan's but if you haven't you should go and eat lunch while you're there but they are relocating. And, mm-hmm. I mean, they're such a big part of the history of Raleigh and the fabric of that neighborhood at Seaboard. Um, I can't imagine them not being there. But I know that the next generation that's now running Logan's has grand plans. And we are hoping to have a full podcast on where they're relocating and what that's going to look like. Oh, yeah. Um, Absolutely. In the next year or so. So when, when they're ready to announce, uh, we'll let you know for sure. Campbell University School of Law offers a wholly online or in-person two-semester patent law certificate program designed for technology executives, engineers, paralegals, and more. The deadline to apply for the patent law certificate program is August 1st. Learn more and apply at law.campbell.edu. Well, and speaking of... um like my black thumb. I think one of the other things that we saw when we were digging into this was not only all the apps that emerged, which I should probably download, so that might help me keep my plants alive. But you also ran into like a plant support group. (laughs) I I really thought this was a joke. It's like on Facebook and it's got like, I don't know, 22,000 members, something crazy. And it's a support group where people go and ask questions or take photos of their plants and ask for help. I mean... Maybe I should join it. I... (laughs) 
I was astounded. I, I mean, that told me we were on to something for sure. That can you imagine 22,000 people sharing advice to each other? I, I feel like it's like parenting groups of parents who get together and go, My kid's doing this. It's about plants. Yeah, that's, you know, I was just thinking like my grandmother had this beautiful garden that was so extensive. And I used to like, and I know we're talking about houseplants, but I used to sit out there while she would trim her roses. And I really wish I'd paid more attention. Um, I have a beautiful rose bush now that I have kept alive very well. But when I go to trim it, I feel like I don't know what I'm doing. And my parents are both avid plant lovers. And my dad worked in a garden shop when he was coming up as like a teenager, I think. And so he, and of course he actually did pay attention to his mom. So he knows all these things and their house is like an urban jungle. And so I just feel so sad with my little plants that I can't keep alive. I must be a disappointment to my family. Well, I think there are lots of resources out there now to keep you straight. I did try after Hayden told me that she named her plants. I went to visit and I was sort of mocking her and teasing her because she's got 25. And I'm like, you know, how in the world would you remember which one is which? So I came home and I I jokingly told her I was going to name my plants. And I had all these great great ideas, but I ended up having to take post-it notes and sticking them on the plants because I couldn't remember, you know, I'm not going to talk to my plants. The names, though, that we looked up are so funny. Oh, yeah. Do you remember them? What's your favorite? Oh, I mean, there's so many crazy ones, but my favorite was Orlando Bloom. That's definitely a good one. And Spike Lee. Yeah. Fern or Woody. Um, Yeah. Yeah, Morgan Treeman's a good one, too. (laughs) So do you have a favorite plant? I think my favorite plant is actually the peace lily, but that probably has more to do with why you get them and the significance of them. But they also are very beautiful, and I managed to keep it alive, so that's important. Do you have a favorite? I do. Well, I'm, and I'm an orchid person. I know that's uh, yeah. technically probably not. I don't know if that's considered a plant, a plant or a flower, whatever it is. It grows. It grows. And I can <laughs> keep those alive for longer than normal. And I really like orchids. You I had a, a tip for how to water them, though, actually. And not everybody knows that. I do. I figured this out. I, I, I read it somewhere and didn't believe it and tried it. And it's two ice cubes a week. Drop it, sit two hard ice cubes in, and I don't mean like a block from drinking bourbon. I mean like two (laughs) normal um, ice cubes out of your freezer, refrigerator. If you put them in once a week, that's just enough water for a regular size orchid. Now, I don't mean like a dining room table orchid. I mean a single orchid, but it works. It does work because we brought you that orchid for your birthday last year, and you kept that sucker alive way longer than most orchids. Yes, you have a dead one in your office. Thank you, I know, because I did not follow that advice. (laughs) You did not. You did not. And I guess, have you, well, you know, um, this is not part of the rapid fire, but you know there's a scandal in the office. Um, Oh, do tell. Liz gave Lauren a plant for Christmas, and Lauren proceeded to kill it within three weeks and has not figured out how to tell Liz. (laughs) So uh, I have a confession to make. Uh I killed that plant, too. We both got one. Oh. And mine didn't even make it as long as Lauren's. I'm glad she gave me uh, gin instead. (laughs) But I told Liz, actually. I fessed up. And I I now that I know Lauren's also died, I think that we might have gotten bum plants. Either that or Lauren and I definitely need to download some apps. You know, we just put a magazine to bed today, and I'm wondering if the plants that everyone has in their offices made everyone happier and reduced stress. Would you say? I hope so. I don't know. I would not like to be in there if they are reducing stress. I would not like to be in there without them. <laughs> I'm kidding. It was actually very fun. Um, but, yeah, I mean, they are known to— 
proven, you know, within, within like psychological journals to reduce stress, but they have a lot of other benefits as well. I mean, there's supposedly lots of uh, great attributes to having plants around, everything from boosting and, he- you know, uh, healing attributes and to mood lifting and mm-hmm. diminishing fatigue. My favorite is they're supposed to um, elevate office performance. So maybe I should buy everybody a big plant to put in their office. Yeah, we need more plants, and then I need to be better about watering mine, Yes, apparently. <laughs> well, you know, I, I worked for a, another publication um, consulting for a little while um, across the state, and they had plants everywhere. And every night, a watering service came through and watered everybody's plants. And oh. I was super impressed. Can I thought, that? Yeah, now. Well, the other thing is, too, that's interesting because I remember the first time I walked into Urban Pothos, and if you haven't been in there, you should go, and he has a huge humidifier to humidify the, this, the air for the plants, and so it feels like so—this is maybe just my opinion, but it feels so tropical and healthy and warm. It's very humid, but I like warm, as you know. We all fight in the office over the temperature, so this is that, but um, I love it in there. I just go lay in there all day. But it's all these beautiful plants from floor to ceiling, different sizes, different kinds. It's so humid. If people that don't like that are probably like, ick. But but like in a healthy, vibrant way, not in like a you walk in and sweat kind of way. And it just feels like uplifting. It does. And so you could see how having more plants around your space. I mean, because when I walk in there, it feels like an oasis. It feels like a place that you would want to be and that you would love to come to work every day. And and also, too, like when Liz started, she just had her year anniversary. And one of the first things she brought in the office was a plant. And I think we already had your orchid because um, it was around—well, actually, we didn't have your orchid yet. She started before your birthday. But um, either way, we didn't have a lot of plants in the office at the time. And in comes Liz with these plants. And it just—it it was a mood shift, even just the ones she brought in. Well, and, and I then, think everybody else and has then started, we started to, add, to do it. add a few plants around. Yeah, so we should probably definitely bring more and— I appreciate you watering mine. Yes, I'll keep it alive. (laughs) Thanks. Here's to greener thumbs. (laughs) Yes, cheers to that. This has been Office Talk with Raleigh Magazine. I hope after hanging out with us, you feel more like a Raleigh insider. You can find copies of our magazine around town or subscribe for $10 for 10 issues. We'd love it if you gave this podcast a rating and review and share it with your friends. This podcast was edited and produced by EarFluence. I'm Gina Stevens. We'll see you again soon.